I'm recording this on Monday. You're listening to it on Wednesday. Or you're listening to it on another day. Anyways, greetings from Monday. Today, I am going to be talking about American Football's third album, which came out last Friday. I've been sitting on a copy of it for about a week now, and I've gotten some time to really listen to it and enjoy it and figure out what I like about it, and maybe some things I don't like about it, so I'm going to be talking about that album today. And uh, in addition to that, I'll be doing my Take 5 list as well. And my Take 5 list is going to be my top five American football songs. There's going to be no new disco today, and that is just because since I'm talking about this album in length, this is all I've got right now. I've spent a lot of time listening to this album, and I really haven't listened to much else. Next week, my first guest is going to be on the show, Jake Messman, my good friend. He's going to come on, and we're going to talk about this Bob Mould concert that we're going to this weekend. We're going up to the Twin Cities this weekend to see Bob Mould play. Bob Mould released a new album back in February. It is called Sunshine Rock. It is a fantastic album. Kind of nostalgic a little bit. And we're going to go see Bob Mould and Greg Norton's band is opening. And it's also like the 40th anniversary of Husker Du. So it's kind of like a, a can't-miss show. So we're going up to St. Paul to see that, and that's going to be pretty awesome. So Jake is going to come on, and he's going to talk about that show. So next Wednesday, Jake and I are going to discuss Husker Du and Bob Mould and all of that fun stuff. For today, we're going to talk about American football, LP3, and we're going to skip New Disco and go right into Take 5. So... Let's get it started. American Football Podcast. I'm Timothy Yates, and I'm going to be talking about American football a lot. So, instead of playing Take 5 by Dave Brubeck for my Take 5 segment, I thought I would play Five Silent Miles off of American Football's first EP, which came out a long, long time ago, like 1997 or 98, I believe. I think it's 98. 
You can check me on that, and please let me know by replying to me on Twitter, because that makes me feel like you're actually listening. So let's get into this. If you have never listened before, this is not exclusively an American football podcast, but this episode is exclusively about American football. Take 5 is the segment in which I list five of my favorite things, and today I'm going to be doing, of course, my top five American football songs. So I'm going to start off with a track off of LP2, which is not everybody's favorite American football album. A lot of people were like, mm, what is this? It was kind of fan service Even Mike Kinsella himself said that the album was very much created to please fans. But because I really didn't get into American football that much until I was in like college or after I had graduated, I really loved LP2 because everybody was on this American football hype train getting excited for this new album. And that is when I jumped on the American football bandwagon. And because of that, I actually like a lot of the material on LP2, and I am in the vast minority of American football fans because of that fact. But that's okay, because I can like whatever the heck I want. Side note here, I could talk about my personal experience with American football for a long time, because this has become a band that has meant a lot to me, but I already did that in a blog post, so you can actually find my blog on the Speaking of Nothing Facebook page. Head over there, like that, and or if you found this link on Twitter, I've posted that there too. You can check that out and read the blog about, you know, which is about how I discovered American football and got into them and started listening to their music a lot. But for now, we're going to keep this short and just focus on these top five and LP3. So first off, I'd like to play a little bit of each of these songs. Not a lot, but a little bit. And so at five, we have the second song on LP2, My Instincts Are the Enemy. that's my instincts are the enemy and i i really love that song because of the guitar part in it that's like doing those pitch harmonics and cool things uh that's kind of what i fell in love with at first or or i guess it's not what i fell in love with it's what intrigued me and kept me listening to the track the part i really fell in love with is the chorus which i i'm going to play for you right now in trouble You explain why all the reds look green to me My nerves explode I can't say no Just a really infectious hook Something that really makes you feel a whole lot of emotions, which is why 
any fan of American football listens to American football. It's to feel emotional because this is emo music. And I always thought that that hook in there really just tugged at my heartstrings and I, I always liked it. I also really like the lyrics in there. Later on, there's a verse that goes, um, I want to taste a little bit of everything that gets me in trouble. And I, I always kind of liked that line. It just stuck out to me for some reason. I thought that was that was kind of a really unique line. And Mike Kinsella has this way of writing these lines that <laughs> when you read them, they sound ridiculous. But when he sings them, you feel the emotion behind them. So that obviously was written in 2014 or whenever the band got back together. And that was on their, their second LP. But what the band has kind of become famous for was their reissue of their first album which came out in 1999 and that's honestly where most of the tracks are coming from and honestly is my number four I just want that track to hang on forever and ever, and it actually does. Much later on in the song, there's this part where it just builds and builds and builds into something absolutely insane. That song's actually six minutes and ten seconds long, and the verses are pretty much done within the first two or three minutes. This is just a quintessential math rock jam. Let me give you a little bit of the back half of the song. So it hits the that part of the song at about a minute and 45 seconds, and then the rest of the song is just riding on that same rhythm over and over again, and it's mind-blowing. What I like about this music and what I like about that song in particular is all of the space in between it. It just gives you the feeling of laying outside, looking up at the open stars, and just feeling small but impossibly large at at the same time just feeling like you're both the only thing in the universe and the smallest thing in the universe all at the same time maybe i'm getting a little existential 
Let's move on to my number three. My number three on this list, I'm not going to talk about very much because it's on the third album, and I'm going to talk about it later. My number three is Uncomfortably Numb, uh, which is on the third album and features uh, Haley Williams from Paramount. We're not going to talk about that because we're going to talk about it later. So let's move on to my number two on the list, which is back to the first album. I guess, spoiler alert, the next two songs are going to be on LP1. So sorry for those of you who are with me in the diehard LP2 fan club. Even as a diehard fan, I, I still have to admit that. LP one's where it's at. This is my number two. play the whole song but i really really do this song is the summer ends this song is one of those songs that is emotionally captivating and i believe that it conveys an emotion we've all kind of felt and it's that somber mucky summer night where (laughs) school is happening you gotta go back to school but you're sad about it and you're sad about summertime ending and fall coming and you're at a point in your relationship with someone where you don't know what the heck you're going to do next or maybe it's not even a relationship maybe it's a it's you're at a point with your job or you're at a point with your hometown or or something here's the next part of the song
halfway into that song now at this point so you you really got a feel of how melancholy that is and i think you can kind of picture in your mind the sunsets in the small towns and the cornfields and really feel how that song feels but the last line in the song is the one that always hits the hardest and that line is we've both been so unhappy so let's just see what happens when the summer ends and very simple very thoughtful and something I really think that if you've been sad before around that time of the year, maybe you felt nostalgia or some other form of melancholy remembrance or something, then I think that's a song you can definitely relate to. Okay, now it's time for my number one, my favorite American football song. And please, (laughs) don't judge me for this but if you didn't see this coming come on here's my number one Okay, come on. It's never meant. It's it's definitely the best American football song that they've written to date, and I'm sure they won't top it. It's just become such a friggin' classic. Now, I, I don't know if classic's the right word, but I, I suppose if you're really into emo music, classic is the right word. Never meant, man. It, it, where do I start with this song? It, it's become almost hilarious. The song has become kind of thrown into everything that you could throw it into from clips of schoolhouse rock to schoolhouse rock well i'm sure it's out there school of rock to you know primus music videos to you know that clip of kermit the frog dancing around in a circle to some dude who was like doing some gymnastic dance moves to this song i don't know it's it's the song has been everywhere and and maybe that's just because i've been seeking out these these videos with never meant thrown into it but it's it's become almost a meme but i love it i love it so much i you could throw this song at me every single day and i would never get sick of it this is i i don't know of too many other songs that i can hear every single day and never once get sick of but never meant is definitely one of those songs 
and why it's it's just like the the melody is so interesting it's it's so complicated but simple at the same time it's so spacey and twinkly it just has everything that i want out of a good emotional song let's listen to a little bit more that can make me incredibly happy and incredibly sad at the exact same time but never meant somehow manages to make me laugh and cry and I think that is exactly the aesthetic American football has always been going for with that being said let's talk a little bit about this third record No, ding dong, that is not the friggin' ice cream, man. That's how this record starts. That's Nate Kinsella on the Bells, the newest member of the band who joined in 2014 when they got back together. Nate, of course, is Mike's cousin, and he adds a lot of auxiliary percussion to this record that does not go unnoticed because they make sure that it doesn't go unnoticed by presenting that as the first thing you hear. When this single came out back in uh, November, I listened to it as the first snow fell, and I thought, this is creepy, man. This is a weird record. This record's going to be very, very, very odd. And it is. Let's listen to a little bit more of Silhouettes. Very different from Never Meant. Very different indeed. It's just a different record. But it's so friggin' powerful. And and I just really fell in love with how somber it was. This episode is taking me a while to record because... When I... Firstly, I mean, because my sister was visiting and, and I was playing with my niece and nephew and hanging out with them and stuff... But secondly, it's because 
I got the record a week sooner than the release date because I pre-ordered it from Polyvinyl and Polyvinyl rocks. And I sat down and I listened to the whole record and it just felt heavy. It was it was very very tough to get through. Not because it was bad, but because it was just so friggin' sad. Um, so instead of immediately listening to it again, like I would have, I walked away from it for like two days and was like, I don't know if I can listen to that again, but I did. And it grew on me and it became something I I, I really, really can appreciate. And if you're, you're a fan of LP one and you skipped LP two or you didn't like LP two going into LP three, you need to forget everything you know about American football because this really isn't just an emo record by three kids from Champaign-Urbana. This is, like, quite the project. They've really thrown Kasha to the wind, and there's a little bit of what it used to be, but it's pretty much... It sounds so much bigger. It, this this sound is so vast, and it's deep, but it's high, and it's, it's all over the place. So Silhouettes is kind of like the gathering place or NPR kind of said this was like the gathering and inviting in of everybody to listen to the album but to me this sounds like pushing out this song sounds like it's pushing out of the town away from the house and into the fields where the the album artwork exists this music is a lot more spacious and it's a lot more experimental it's a lot different than anything else they're really not going for fan service anymore they're trying their own thing on the second track every wave to ever rise which features elizabeth powell there is a verse in the chorus that is sung in in french and that just seems very odd for a band from illinois especially an emo band to just include this random french vocal line and that's just something that's doesn't seem like it should work but it really does Every risk that this band takes seems like it can't pay off, but it does. Every Wave to Ever Rise is is a fantastic track, and it is it's very, very different than even Silhouettes. Uncomfortably Numb is the next track on the album, and that one features Haley Williams from Paramore. That track, I listed that as my, my uh, third favorite American football song, and I've got to play just a little bit of that. I'm not going to play every song on the album just because I don't have that much time. And honestly, if you want to go listen to the whole album, just go listen to the whole album. Really, that's what I'm trying to get you to do anyway. But this was my favorite track on the album, so I feel like I have to play it.
This track sent chills down my spine the first time I heard it. It was uncomfortable, but pleasant at the same time. So I did a weird thing when this album came out. I set every single single as my alarm for like a whole month. So the first single came out in November. So Silhouettes was my alarm until the next single came out in January, which was this song. So that was this song was my alarm for a month. And then Every Wave to Ever Rise was my alarm for a month. And now I'm on to something else. But Uncomfortably Numb was, was a song that was, again, kind of like Never Met, very pleasant to hear every single day, even though the connotation and what the song is about is very, very depressing. The song, to me, is about, you know, alcohol dependency. And I think the whole... Lo- song could be summed up in the line uh, I blame my father in my youth now as a father I blame the booze and it's it's about growing numb b- because of the alcohol and using the alcohol to feel something and then becoming numb as a result of that I, I can't relate to this song on that aspect because I don't drink but at the same time I can relate to this song because I don't drink and the reasons behind that it's because I've I've watched alcohol destroy people's lives that that I'm close to and because of that this song I feel like carries carries some weight to it So I haven't listened to Paramore in a very long time, but I was very into Paramore in high school, and hearing her vocal on that really just reminded me that Paramore was an emo band, and they were really good. That line where she said, where she sings, "I only end up feeling see-through." That is that is like my favorite part of this whole record. It's just so. It's just what I love about music in one verse and I just think that that's really powerful and I, I love when I hear a song that makes me feel sad but happy at the same time it's like I feel so sad and this music has accomplished the goal of making me feel sad and that makes me happy maybe that's weird but I feel like that's what emo music is moving on down the list the next track is Air Apparent and if you thought that a children's choir would ever be found on an American football album. Well, congratulations. There is a children's choir on the end of this track, and it it's, works pretty well. Again, it's another leap that they take, and, and it's a leap that definitely pays off. I love Air Apparent, uh, and that is the last song on Side A. Again, this is a very short album. It's only eight songs, and Air Apparent is, is a great little bookend. It fades out fades into just the kids singing side a to me is the stronger of the two sides 
The second side starts with Doom in Full Bloom, which sounds like a Nirvana song. Maybe that's just because the words in and bloom are in it. But that song just drones on for a long time, but in a good way. It's like a com- Mike Kinsella is having a conversation with himself, or maybe he's having a conversation with his wife, but it just sounds like two different songs almost, and there's kind of a lot of songs on here that sound like they're two different songs. And it's kind of like, you know, it's kind of like, um, it's kind of like their first record, actually, now that I think about it, because Honestly is another song that sounds like it's two songs. So this is the same old American football, just with a different coat of paint on it. The song after Doom in Full Bloom is I Can't Feel You, and that features Rachel Goswell, who's in Slow Dive. Slow Dive, of course, is a shoegaze band, and this song, of course, sounds like a shoegaze song. I didn't know what else we would expect. I'm going to play a little bit of that track. Yeah, more bells. And what's that I hear? Is that Gregorian chant? Well, no, but it kind of sounds like it. American football is digging deep on this one, going all the way back to the beginning of music. Gregorian chant. More bands need to use more Gregorian chant in their music. My band is not going to do that, but your band should. Come on, just Gregorian chant. The last two tracks on this are also very good. They're Mind to Miss and Life Support. To me, I think I need to spend a little more time with those two tracks. I think Side A hits it hits a home run, and the second side of the record is still very, very good, but I need to spend a little more time with that. I can talk about the first three songs so much because they were the first three singles, and I listened to them literally every day for a month, for three months, and... The second side, I've, I've got to get, get used to a little bit more. I, t- I tend to put on that I Can't Feel You song a lot more because it's just so such a, so gnarly, I suppose. So Mind to Miss, Life Support, both great tracks. Life Support is a very sad ending to the album and just kind of leaves you laying there staring at the ceiling thinking, wow, what did I just listen to? Maybe I should step away from this for a couple days, which is exactly what I did. 
overall, LP3, better than LP2 by far because the band is doing something different. I think people criticize musicians a lot for doing something different, but I think it's more stagnant when a band stays in the same place and plays the same tunes in the same style forever and ever and ever. This band has grown up so much since 2014, and this album is just friggin' proof. I hope American Football releases more albums, but if they never did again, and this was all I had, and this was all we ever had was LP1 and 2 and 3, That I think that'd just be fine, because this album is, is pretty dang good. I suppose you're going to want me to do a rating system. Okay, so me and my friend Chris and my friend Jake, we like to rate movies on this 1 to 19 scale. So you know what? I am going to rate American Football's third album on a 1 to 19 scale, and I'm feeling a 16 or 17 on this this album. I don't know if it's going to be my favorite album of the year. So far it is, but I haven't dived into a lot of music that's come out this year. Usually I play catch-up at the end of the year. But I feel like this record is pretty friggin' solid. Thanks for listening to Speaking of Nothing. I hope you join me next week when my guest will be Jake Messman and we'll be talking about Husker Do. What do you think of American Football's third album? Let me know. You can talk to me on Twitter. You can you can chat with me on Facebook. And you can say hi on Instagram. I don't care. Let me know what you're listening to and tell me what I should listen to. And we'll see you soon. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to drive home safely.